Today is Monday, June 19th, 2023. MTG says FBI Director Ray should be impeached for covering up Biden crimes. Pence refuses to commit to pardoning Trump. What the hell, dude? Come on, man. And Darren Beatty of Revolver News joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. We're going to be traveling this week. Let's start it off. We're going to be traveling this week. We're going to travel tomorrow with the great Vivek Ron Swamy. He and I are going to go to Pennsylvania together. I'm hosting a town hall with him in Philadelphia. I need everyone in the Benny Brigade to pray for your boy Benny. Pray for me. If you're in Philadelphia, come say hi. Come say what's up. Me and Vivek, we're going to have a uh, great time together. Uh, we're also going to film a documentary together. I think that Vivek is super based. I like him a lot. Um, I'm not going to endorse uh, in 2024, but I like him. And I think he's doing some great work. He was the only guy who showed up for Trump last week. He was the only person. He showed up in Miami and he gave a statement and he said he's going to sue the Biden FBI and DOJ for these documents that we're about to talk about. I want you to see, uh, we will be traveling uh, tomorrow. To, we'll be traveling as soon as the show's done today to Philadelphia. We're going to spend all day in Philly with Vivek. Again, pray for us. <laughs> pray for us. We're going to be in Philly, ladies and gentlemen. And pray that I don't come back with whatever is in the water there so I start talking like John Fetterman. <laughs> We're going to get to that in just a second. John Fetterman introduced Joe Biden this weekend, and oh my God, see, it went exactly how you'd think it went. It was going to go. When you're traveling, you want to make sure that you are connected. You want to make sure that you have the ability to stay in touch with those who you love, with the information and news around you. That is why I use Patriot Mobile. I have an extreme confidence that even when I travel into the hellscape that is Philadelphia tomorrow, uh, and we're going to go to Zombieland uh, in Kensington, it's going to be really something else, uh, I, my phone will work. Why? Because I use Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile has the best network. They are really good. Please, make the switch today. Support America's only Christian conservative wireless provider that offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. We've been to some very rural places. We've gone out in the field, right, Rice? East Palestine, Ohio, Zombieland, Pennsylvania. It's all crazy, and we have good coverage everywhere we go. That's because I use Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny. Patriotmobile.com slash Benny. Get free activation today with the offer code Benny. Ask for their coverage guarantee while you're there. I'm going to be, again, in uh, Pennsylvania tomorrow. Last night, I was out with my dad. I took my dad to a Father's Day dinner. Look at my father. That's old Howie. Howie ages like fine wine. I want to give a shout out to you, all you based fathers out there. You're the real ones. If you're a father and you decided to sacrifice and have children and stick it out with your queen, and have little princesses or little princes and be yourself a king, well, then good on you. And that's the way that God designed it, you see. And uh, these are my little princesses right here. That's my Father's Day present. That's me on the morning of Father's Day. I didn't get a Father's Day present. That's my present. Two armfuls of the sweetest little babies you could possibly ask for. And I got more on the way. I got, I'm gonna have princesses and I'm gonna have princes. I got a boy cooking. And so I just wanted to shout out to all the dads. Of course, we're not live on Sundays, but on Sundays is a day for us to think about fatherhood and think about the primal nature to raise up warriors. The scriptures say that having children in your youth as a man is like, like arrows in your quiver of a warrior. Your children are like weapons of a warrior. It gives you something to fight with and fight for. And so I just wanted to take a moment, give you a Father's Day message as a young, passionate father who lives out my values. There are people, unfortunately, who don't live out their values. One of them is uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden has a uh, grandkid that he never acknowledges. Hunter Biden tried to skip out on paying money to the his legitimate biological daughter. Uh, could even like the mom. And... Um, that's scumbag behavior, okay? That's scumbag behavior. The gates of hell open up for men like that. I gotta tell you, I ain't trying to do fire and brimstone stuff here, and I, it's not really up to me, uh, the, 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 the judgment of someone's mortal soul. 
But I got to tell you, Christ really likes the protection of children. He makes that very clear, protecting uh, children, providing for your children. You know, you're an evil man if you your kid asks for bread and you give him a snake. And uh, these Bidens are snakes, man. They refuse to acknowledge uh, their own granddaughter or Hunter Biden, his own daughter. Pretty, pretty nasty when you see at the White House, there's six stockings up under the fireplace for the legitimate grandchildren that the Bidens are proud of. Uh, but they refuse to acknowledge one of them. Real scumbags, these people. You can't get worse than not acknowledging your own children. And I'm getting somewhere with this, ladies and gentlemen, because as we were looking through interesting commentary to put up about Father's Day, we found a a very fascinating account. Uh, A man who claims to be Bill Clinton's son. Might as well just throw up the photo here. Uh, We don't have the DNA results, but there's there's a young man who claims to be Bill Clinton's son. And this kid uh, lives in Little Rock, Arkansas. His name's Danny Williams. And he says, hey, my mom was a uh, woman of the night. And uh, Bill Clinton, we are all aware, had uh, his various dalliances uh, with women of the night, as it were. And he says, hey, yo, uh, I'm Bill Clinton's son. And we thought, that's kind of interesting. We have, uh, you know, the Bidens being derelict, deadbeat like repulsive reptilian uh, parents to their children. Is Bill Clinton not acknowledging his real son? Well, we don't know. We don't have the DNA test. Uh, The guy was on Inside Edition, though, uh, giving out this message to uh, Bill Clinton. That I am Bill Clinton's son. 30-year-old Danny Williams claims he's the biological son of Bill Clinton, and he's now pleading with Monica Lewinsky to help him by providing genetic material from her infamous blue dress for a DNA test. I would love to see the DNA test done. Williams, who is from Hot Springs, Arkansas, says his mom, a former prostitute, said she had sex with the 42nd president on 13 occasions and that he is the only Caucasian man that she had relations with. In his open letter to Lewinsky, Williams writes that it's not about politics or money, but that he's desperate to find the truth to understand who he is and where he comes from. 17 years ago, Williams' mother sold her story to a tabloid, which claims it looked at both Clinton's DNA markers and his, and came to the conclusion that Clinton was not his father. Now Williams is trying to raise $100,000 with a GoFundMe campaign to help with legal representation. So anyway, I mean, we, you can go check. Uh, you can go check the YouTube and Rumble accounts. We got a uh, we got a whole full story there. So we went and investigated Danny Williams, his story. Really heartbreaking, actually. He just wants to know Bill Clinton. He wants to get to know his real dad. He has this Father's Day tweet that's really heartbreaking uh, at Bill Clinton. We thought we might as well uh, uh, share it with you. And they're, they're, we're, we're, we're getting somewhere with this. Here's the final thing I'll show you on Danny Williams. By the way, the guy does look kind of like Bill Clinton. I mean, listen, let's just say I, I, I'm no scientist, right? I don't have like Bill Clinton's hair follicle uh, or whatever and Danny Williams. But like he does, look at this tweet. Like this is the, what he tweeted on Father's Day. Even though you abandoned me and you only took care of Chelsea, I still want to thank you for giving me life. Happy Father's Day, Bill Clinton, says Danny Williams. Well, doesn't that kid, he kind of looks like Bill Clinton. I mean, honestly. Anyway, you can go check. We did a full, we, you know, we did a full breakdown of what the claims are. Ain't nothing wrong with asking questions. But there is something that we do know about Danny Williams' story that is true. Verified 100% as it pertains to Bill Clinton and his um, genetic material. He's asking for Monica Lewinsky's dress. Monica Lewinsky's dress has Bill Clinton's genetic material on it. Okay, I, I, hope, I hope you're not having breakfast here, but this is known facts, all right? Check it out. Here we go. Clinton-Lewinsky scandal. The Clinton-Lewinsky scandal, for those of you who weren't paying attention in 1995, started in 1995. This was when Monica Lewinsky was an intern for Bill Clinton. Uh, Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton had nine, nine instances of an extramarital affair inside of the White House. I'm going to try and be family friendly in my verbiage here. Uh, you can go and look at the star report and that's what I'm really getting to here. What a special counsel is supposed to be. Okay. Special counsel is the point of all this and why we need one for Joe Biden, because we needed one for Bill Clinton. And it's how we got to the truth of what happened. It didn't result in Bill Clinton ultimately have being forced to leave office, but it did result in his impeachment because people knew the facts. And that's what we don't know about Joe Biden. So Bill Clinton denied having this affair with Monica Lewinsky. 
He did have this affair nine times, the report found. That was verifiable. That's the facts. Even though Bill Clinton lies, Joe Biden lies. That's the facts. By the way, do you know? Oh, a little cringy here. Do you know that Hillary Clinton was in the White House at least seven of those times? Ooh. Ouch. Sorry, Hildebeest. Sorry about that. It's got a sting. Yikes. Choose your partners wisely, ladies. So Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky had this affair. They denied this affair. There's, of course, uh, uh, demonstrable evidence of the affair that was eventually found by a special counsel, a guy named Ken Starr. It was eventually appointed because Bill Clinton kept lying about this, even though there was a dress that had Bill Clinton's genetic material all over it. Kind of hard to deny it. Kind of tough to fake that. Actually, impossible to fake that. Uh, here's Bill Clinton uh, lying. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Oh, okay, cool. What did Hillary have to say, by the way? She was in the house while it was happening. She was upstairs. You probably heard her, you know, clomping around uh, upstairs from the Oval Office. Who knows what was going on? Bill, why is the door locked in the Oval Office? Oh, I'm, co I'm coming, honey. I don't know. Dad pun there. Uh, here's what Hillary had to say. The great story here for anybody willing to find it and write about it and explain it is this vast right-wing conspiracy that has been conspiring against my husband since the day he announced for president. So here's Bill and, Hill, uh, Bill and uh, Monica. Here we go at the crime scene. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I ain't trying to go through ancient history here, all right? You all know this. The point I'm trying to make is that Hill the Beast and Bill the Beast uh, and Bill the Bear, sitting right there, uh, you know, they lied. And Hillary Clinton lied, and she called it a vast right-wing conspiracy. Bill Clinton lied, even though there was, uh, let's just take it from Wikipedia, far right-wing Wikipedia's word for it, there was unambiguous DNA evidence that Monica Lewinsky had. I'm reading to you directly from Wikipedia, okay? Unambiguous DNA evidence on a dry-cleaning bill uh, that proves the relationship and proves the, you know, let's just say proves uh, that Bill Clinton was lying, okay? That's the same DNA evidence that Danny Williams wants to get in order to prove that he's Bill Clinton's son. Haven't, hadn't gotten it, unfortunately. I'd be interested in following up with that young man. Maybe we'll go to Little Rock, Royce, and find him. What's Danny Williams up to? The point of the, all of this is thus. A special counsel was appointed. His name was Kenneth Starr. He's an independent special counsel. He used the recordings, the depositions, really hunkered down and looked into this and presented to the world the Star Report. And the Star Report proved that Bill Clinton lied. Not only that, Bill Clinton was found to have obstructed justice. He was asking Monica, he had a meeting. He dragged Monica back in the Oval Office. He's like, no, no, not for that, Monica. And then he told her, you got to lie about our affair. And I'm going to put you, I'm going to give you a job in the United Nations. Man, it's, it's got such a filthy dog, Bill Clinton. Such a filthy dog. The Star Report, which is an independent council, and the point of the independent council and the power of the independent council is they could go and look into this, get depositions, and that's where the famous depends on what the definition of is is, right? Bill Clinton famously in his deposition Depends on what your definition of is, is. <laughs> you greasy, greasy dog. Bill Clinton was impeached. In 1998, Clinton's Democratic Party uh, was a minority in both chambers. Congress uh, decided to impeach Bill Clinton for obstruction of justice and perjury. Those are both impeachable offenses. But the delay... Uh, the delay, delay on the impeachment happened due to a bombing campaign in Iraq. Oh, how convenient. And then Republicans kicked it over to the Senate for a 21-day trial. That ended up in a uh, necessary vote. You need 67 senators to vote to convict 
to remove Bill Clinton from office. They weren't able to reach that threshold. Bill Clinton remained in office, but was successfully impeached by the House. Because a special counsel who was not part of Bill Clinton's Justice Department looked into it. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I wanted to say on this. The only reason we knew anything about Bill Clinton and his affair and the literal DNA evidence of his affair, maybe his, maybe his illegitimate black son, who knows? Good old Danny Williams. I'm team Danny Williams. Go find it out. Danny Clinton. Why should Chelsea be the only one who gets an inheritance from the scumbag family? Chelsea's going to get Epstein Island, I think, in her inheritance. She's going to have her own little blue and white temple play around in. Ladies and gentlemen, why should only Chelsea get the inheritance? Come on, Danny, get that DNA evidence. The only reason we know about any of this is because of a special counsel, a special counsel that could actually look outside of the political boundaries, outside of the political pressures, and actually get to the truth of what happened. And that's why you got Bill Clinton's impeachment, okay? Special counsels are powerful, and they are required in this current moment, because now we're living through Clinton 2.0. There's DNA evidence, meaning phone calls, literal tapes. We're back at Clinton scandal all over again. We got the tapes, baby. The tapes of Joe Biden asking for bribes. We've got the videos of Hunter Biden doing things that are videos and photos of Hunter Biden doing things that are probably way worse than what Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, to my knowledge, didn't record anything. I like, I had the decency to close the door. Like Hunter Biden recorded it all and then like put it out there for on his laptop for the world to see. I mean, you have the same filthy, diseased, rotted, disgusting, reptilian, sickening, virtueless, valueless goblins and gremlins inside of the White House. They're the same people. Joe Biden, of course, voted not to impeach Bill Clinton in the Senate, not to convict correction in the Senate. So here we are all over again. This is why we need a special counsel. Bill Clinton was lying about his affair, looking straight down the barrel of the camera, lying about his affair when it happened. These people are scum. They're liars. And they should have some justice in this life. We shouldn't have to wait for the next. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we get to the hiding of crimes because that is what the Justice Department is doing for Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton had an entire protection racket around him. Bill Clinton, of course, put pressure on the United Nations ambassador to hire Monica to get her out of here. He put uh, pressure on his Pentagon. He moved Monica over to the Pentagon. She was like a hot potato. They were moving her around because they needed to get her away from Bill Clinton. Okay? This was like, there's an entire racket about protecting Bill that was run through his Justice Department. You couldn't trust these people to convict him or to come to a, a, a conclusion. And so why the hell are we doing that for Joe Biden's DOJ and FBI? We need a special counsel now. That needs to be the messaging. Now, every Republican that comes on the show will be asked that question. Demand a special counsel. Marjorie Taylor Greene, this weekend, is talking about how the FBI is hiding the Biden crimes, okay? The entire White House, Bill Clinton had a secretary that knew exactly what was going on. She was the one buzzing in the bimbos into the Oval Office. These people, they work and live to protect themselves and to hold the side up on these scumbag men. Bill Clinton's a scumbag. Joe Biden's a scumbag. There's a protection racket around them. You got to break that racket. Marjorie Taylor Greene saying the chief of that protection racket is Christopher Wray, who had evidence of the Biden crimes for years and has done nothing. Watch. Well, we subpoenaed more bank records last Friday. And while we're waiting for those, we're expecting to see tens of millions of dollars exposed that went to the Biden family. But the shocking part is, Maria, that we have the FBI director, Christopher Ray, that refused to hand over an unclassified form, the 1023, to our oversight committee that Andy Biggs and I both sit on under Chairman Comer. The other shocking part is that not only did he force us to read this unclassified form in a skiff, he redacted not only names, which is actually more understandable, but he redacted the most important part of information on there is that there was 17 audio recordings, 15 of Hunter, 
two of Joe Biden himself about Joe Biden taking a $5 million bribe. How dare Christopher Ray have the audacity to hide this information for his boss, Joe Biden? This is, this is purely uh, protecting crimes. He's hiding crimes. The president of the United States committed when he was vice president. And that's where, that's where we stand right now. So Marjorie, who's a friend of the show, Biggs, who's a friend of the show, up in here telling me, whoa, wait a second. They, I mean, they're coming from the skiff to this audience. This is how powerful this audience is. And we say, mm, big hearts to you. You got the heart? There, big heart to you. We love you. They see the power of the Benny Brigade. And they say, we need that army at our backs. They come directly from the skiff. You heard, if you are a loyal viewer, you saw Lauren Boebert break international news coming on this show and talking about the multiple payments to the Bidens, the $5 million payments that made worldwide news because she came straight from the skiff. And what they hid from those members of Congress, what they couldn't break on our show because it was redacted with the black lines. Again, Bill Clinton, remember, you have to have a special counsel so that they can actually look through the black line, look past the black. They redacted the fact that there were tapes. Tapes, baby. We're back in the 90s. Back in the 90s. Linda Tripp had tapes of Monica Lewinsky detailing in great detail Bill Clinton and their dalliances together inside of the Oval Office. Those tapes led to Bill Clinton's impeachment. Ultimately, they were the cornerstone of the witness testimony against Bill Clinton. They were admissible. Monica Lewinsky ended up lying and perjuring herself. And so when Monica Lewinsky, she was, she was pressured by Bill Clinton. That's where the obstruction charge comes from. She was pressured by Bill Clinton to lie. So you can't trust any of these people, these slime bags, these snakes. They live under the earth. Little pot belly goblins. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't trust them, but you can listen to those tapes. And when we hear those tapes of Joe Biden on the phone with the Ukrainians talking about these briberies, that's truth. Monica Lewinsky is the same thing. That's truth. So we got the tapes. That's what was redacted, that they have recordings of Joe Biden doing this. My God. You might as well have a, uh, this is, this is our own version of, uh, the DNA on the dress. Okay. You have the physical fingerprints and the evidence. So Marjorie Taylor Greene saying this scum running the FBI, he kept this from us. We are going to impeach him. His name's Christopher Ray. We are going to impeach this guy for obstructing justice and keeping this information from us. How dare you watch Hunter Biden is a crackhead. His evidence that we have on him showing all of his prostitutes coming from Ukraine, coming from Russia. Um, this shows that this man was only purely profiting by his hunter, by his father's powerful positions. Joe Biden absolutely should be impeached. But I got to tell you, Maria, so should Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray is no dummy. He, he has quite a law career. He comes from a, a very uh, respected firm, King and Spalding, uh, here in Georgia. This is a man that knows exactly what he's doing, and he's using the power of the FBI director's position to protect and hide the crimes from the American people. These are unclassified forms. Everyone should be outraged. I'm demanding impeachment. Um, I'm with the American people, and it, it doesn't bother me that the conference is not there yet. I think it's the right thing to do. Boom. So they're going in. They want to impeach Ray. Now, Ray uh, gave the document over the day that he was supposed to be held in contempt. So Ray's sitting there quivering, handing the document over. Okay, you have to hold the guy in contempt. Article 1 versus Article 2. Article 1 is Congress. Article 2, of course, is the executive. The FBI is an illegal branch of our government. The FBI was created by executive order. Did you know this? To create a new special police force out of the Secret Service. Do you know that's where the FBI comes from? We're going to do a full thing. We're going to do a whole thing breaking down where the FBI comes from. It is an abomination, a cancerous appendage on our constitutional republic. It shouldn't exist. The president shouldn't have police powers inside of these United States. The founders argued against that. There was a huge debate between Jefferson and Hamilton. Together, they came to loggerheads, right? The two clashes of the titans, Hamilton, Jefferson, and they argued, and Hamilton won. 
and the president had zero police powers. The president's the commander in chief, and that's it, of the military, not of a private Gestapo inside of our country. That is an abomination. The FBI should not exist, period, period. No, there's no constitutional argument for the FBI existing. And by the way, anybody with uh, anybody with balls in their shorts could take their little pen as president and stroke away the existence of the FBI. Do you know that? That's how executive orders work. Executive orders work like this. Bingo, bongo, bango, you done. So maybe we should start asking our candidates for president if they have the uh, testicular fortitude to just stroke the pen away and the FBI is over. It's over. It's gone. You couldn't do that to the Supreme Court. You can't do that to Congress because they're constitutional, constitutionally mandated. Okay? You'd be you'd be arrested, right? You like you can't do that. You could do it to the FBI. The president could do that to the FBI tomorrow. Tomorrow. Hey, we're going to rig another election. Oh, sorry. We just decided you're no longer in existence. Executive orders, what is done by the pen can be undone by the pen. Christopher Ray, his private jet gets like melted down or whatever. His private jet gets like put on top of Donald Trump's jet to fly around as a trophy. That'd be hilarious. Why isn't Joe Biden impeached? Asks Marjorie Taylor Greene. Why? Well, because there's not a special counsel, you see, Marjorie. That's the thing that we got to be asking for as Republicans. We're about advancement. We're about like thoughtful, uh, moving forward. That's what the Benny Brigade does. The Benny Brigade is an army. A brigade is three to 5,000 people in an army, okay? We're going to be launching the, a physical Benny Brigade here uh, in the coming, the coming months and weeks, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be awesome. Swag, uh, logos, uh, special team benefits, and everything. So get ready. The Benny Brigade is launching. We got to be smart. You must push for a special counsel first. Special counsel is how you got an impeachment from for Bill Clinton. Okay, that's the that's the the that's why they wanted a special counsel looking into Russiagate. See if they could find like something, some misstep. That's what we need to do first. Marjorie Taylor Greene asking the end result question. You got to start with a special counsel. Go. Why hasn't Joe Biden been impeached? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Maria, that's where I'm at. I think impeachment is fully in order. The American people agree with impeachment. Every single poll I see over half the country believes Joe Biden has committed crimes while he's uh, held office. Impeachment is our tool to fire people that are corrupt, that are criminals and that are doing things wrong while they hold public office. I'm all for impeachment. I don't know why our conference hasn't moved there yet because the American people are. And as far as, as evidence, we have evidence. We have bank records, tons of them, that show the Biden family, Hunter, uh, all kinds of family member members, even grandchildren, being paid millions and millions of dollars from all these foreign countries that we know they have no business to prove that they're producing a product or a service to be making all this money. Mm-hmm. But Maria who I love, by the way, who I love. One of the last people I really like must watch viewing, right? And what we try and do on this show on Monday is to give you a recap of what happened over the weekend. Maria Bartiromo, not asking the right question. Maria, you know the answer is a special counsel now that Joe Biden is compromised. Joe, it's like the scene out of The Departed. Wow, I'm supposed to find myself. They put Matt Damon in charge of like finding the rat inside of the Boston Police Department. Nope, it was Matt Damon the whole time. Spoiler alert. But that's how, you know, the, oh, wow, I'm supposed to find myself. Oh, wow, yikes. So I would bet on me not actually finding anything, says the Joe Biden Justice Department and DOJ. The criminal protection racket of Joe Biden. Annie Biggs, who's a friend of the show, says the same thing. Yo, Joe Biden is compromised entire, this entire protection failings is compromised. Uh, we need the special counsel, Annie Biggs, going in. Well, we need to get a resolution to the floor. And I believe I'm with I'm where Marjorie is. Uh, Joe Biden should be impeached. First thing we would do is we should take a, uh, a, a preferred motion to the floor. So it'd get priority. And then it goes to the House Judiciary Committee. We do okay. our inquiry and then we make a recommendation to the entire body that should be going on uh, forthwith. 
Um, unfortunately, I, I recognize what Marjorie does, that there's a significant number in our conference that aren't there yet. I'm not sure what's going to take to get them there. But impeachment is basically to remove somebody from office who's committed, uh, who you cannot wait for the next election. And I don't know how we can wait for another 18, 19 months with Joe Biden in there when we know he's corrupt and we don't know how compromised he is with places like China. We don't know if we're in Ukraine because he had some debts and obligations that he had to re repay. All of these things come to bear on whether you impeach somebody. And I think Joe Biden has impaired our safety and our security and our prosperity as the wow. president of the United States. OK, so, ladies and gentlemen, let's just do a quick headline check here. Uh, the great Andy Biggs, again, a friend of the show, rock and roll from Arizona. Ted Cruz demands that Joe Biden reveal the mystery source of a $10 million income. What do you know? So right when we have all the evidence of Joe Biden getting a, a $5 million bribe plus another $5 million bribe, suddenly $10 million winds up in Joe Biden's bank account. I'm no math whiz, but that seems to add up. That <laughs> There are many things on the show that don't add up. That seems to add up. Ted Cruz has called on Joe Biden to release the information, the mystery source of a $10 million payment that he got in 2017 when his term as vice president had ended. The term in the Obama White House, Biden and his wife Jill signed a lucrative book deal. Oh, wow. Have you heard Joe Biden talk? Dude, I got to tell you, the funniest thing that has ever happened in all of politics happened this weekend. I'm going to play you this clip in just a second of John Fetterman introducing Joe Biden. Hot mama jama. This is a great clip. Oh, it's everything you could ever dream of. Could you imagine buying a Joe Biden book? Could you imagine listening to Joe Biden lecture inside of the uh, Center for Chinese Grift? Like, nobody's buying Joe Biden's books, you idiots. Nobody's listening to Joe Biden lecture. The income from the book deal and his speeches was routed through two entities known as S-corporations, shielding the money from certain taxes and concealing the ultimate source in the tax returns. Now, Cruz, a Republican, is pointing to the lack of transparency. With the FBI memo, the Republicans claim show Joe Biden was involved in a $5 million bribery scheme. You're looking at a tax return that has $10 million bucks cash in it, came from a mystery source, Cruz said. Biden's two S-corporations reported an income of $10,000 and $500,000, respectively, Biden's first year as a private citizen in decades. Wow. What do you know? Man, he's just raking it in. That's... I mean, based on my reading, that's more than 10 million bucks. Well, well, well. Sure would be interesting to find out where that came from. The left had a psychosexual obsession with figuring out what was inside of Trump's tax returns. They, they were released, by the way. It showed that Donald Trump was a generous, wealthy guy who paid his taxes. That's what you got from the Donald Trump tax returns. The walls are closing in. Donald Trump's really generous, actually. These people, like, they, they'll, like, print print out Donald Trump's tax returns and put like a little head on it and some lipstick on it and call it Sammy and sleep with it. These people are so obsessed with Donald Trump's tax returns, but yet there's no curiosity at all for Joe Biden's tax returns, even though Joe Biden has a seemingly no source of income, but multi-million just got plunked into his bank accounts. Oh, an interesting other little story here. Emails show that Bursima executive opened a Maltese bank account for Hunter Biden. Hmm. Bursima Holdings executive Vadim Pasharsky informed Hunter Biden in 2016 that he was opening a Maltese bank account for him. Snor things that normal people do. OK, things that normal people do, just like Hunter Biden's call with with Joe Biden, where Joe Biden in a voicemail that we played for you 200 times on the show goes, I think you're in the clear, man. I think you're in the clear. That's what I said to my dad last night after I bought him a steak. I think you're in the clear. I think you're in the clear, Pop. He would have smacked me. My dad would have been like, what's wrong with you? Get away from me. Pay the bill and then get away from me. So they're opening up Maltese bank accounts. That's interesting. Senator Chuck Grassley said an FBI informant document indicates that the Bursima executive kept 17 audio recordings as an insurance policy and emails uncovered from Hunter Biden's laptop show that the money flowed through a Maltese account. These are special accounts that are set up in order to hide where the money's coming from. Big question for us, ladies and gentlemen. Did Hunter Biden 
have any gold in those accounts. That would be important. If you were to do an audit of me, you'd find that I have some gold in my bank accounts. And that gold comes from my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold is the partner that I trust in order to make sure that I diversify against these jackals, uh, wasting my money, burning our money down, printing too much of it, melting down the printing presses. You've seen what the Bidens do. They view this as late stage American empire. America is the Titanic, and they're going to rip the brass off before it sinks to the bottom of the ocean. That's the way that the Bidens view this country. I have diversified my savings, and the only person that I trust is Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA, 401k, or they can send you just literal physical gold and silver, which is awesome, which is what I do. Get up to $5,000 free silver with qualifying investment when you visit protectwithpenny.com today or give them a call. Don't let the Fed play Monopoly with your money. Allegiance Gold, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I have a clip for you that is absolutely pure gold. Absolutely pure gold. Okay, here we go. Dumb and Dumber. Did you know that it was a documentary? Did you know that Dumb and Dumber, the Jim Carrey movie, Jeff Daniels, that this was a uh, that this was a, a a a this was not a comedy, a scripted comedy. This was a documentary of the early life of Joe Biden and John Fetterman and their uh, exciting little uh, foyers into hilarity as John Fetterman introduced. Joe Biden, this weekend. My God, ladies and gentlemen, it is deeply, deeply special. Uh, for your viewing pleasure, John Fetterman, uh, we haven't put a bouncing ball on this yet, unfortunately, but we will. We'll put a bouncing ball on it so you can like follow along because we're going to be playing this clip probably every show. Uh, listen to this. Dumb and Dumber was a documentary. And now I'm standing next to the president again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here. And he is here to commit to work with the, the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the inflation uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this, all across the America getting rebuilt. So I'm going to try really hard not to make fun of someone who's clearly m mentally handicapped. What you just heard there, what you just heard there is perhaps the dumbest thing that has ever been said on a presidential stage. And that's going, that's going places here in the uh, people's history of America. What's the line out of the Adam Sandler movie? Everyone is now dumber. Everyone is now dumber. And it didn't stop there. Do you know that Joe Biden said, God save the queen uh, at the end of a speech right before right before that introduction for infra, for infra bridge, my infra, infra bridge structure. Joe Biden says, God save a woman who died uh, maybe like half a year ago, like a while ago. There is no queen. Not going to stop Joe. All right. God save the queen, man. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Any gun owners in the audience? It was a pistol brace rule. Joe Biden talking about pistol braces and how they somehow increase the caliber of the bullet you're firing. You see? You see how John Fetterman introducing Joe Biden works perfectly? It's magic! Watch. Made it harder for people to buy stabilized braces. Put a pistol on a brace, it turns into a gun. Makes it more, you can have a higher caliber weapon, a higher caliber bullet coming out of that gun. No, it doesn't! You old bag of hammers, you old jack wagon, you infra, you, you infra, crutcher. My God. Oh my God.
Ladies and gentlemen, a reminder that this is the same man who wanted to fight Corn Pop uh, for wearing too much pomade in his hair and then challenged Corn Pop to a battle using a rusty razor blade. And uh, that's how you get President Joe Biden. To make sense of this, we would only go to one man, ladies and gentlemen, a man who spends his days and nights watching clips like this and trying to make sense of the current rotted, corrupt, uh, corroded system inside of our nation. It, it makes our heads hurt, but maybe, maybe Darren Beatty of Revolver News could illuminate a little bit for us here, ladies and gentlemen. And Darren joins the show now. Do we live in the dumbest timeline, Darren? I think you can make a pretty compelling case for that. I like your dumb and dumber analogy, but I think that might even be too generous. Um, between Joe Biden and Fetterman, I think they have probably the sociopathy to sell a dead bird to a blind kid, but I don't know if they have the cleverness. In fact, I'm inclined to believe maybe Fetterman was the blind kid in that case. Um, but yeah, it is it is an amazing display. It's hard to believe this is in any country. Like if this were from some backwater country, it would be laughable. But to come from the United States, which I guess is kind of becoming a backwater country in many respects, is truly something to behold. And of course, you know, there's the argument that I think ha does have a lot of support is, you know, these are figureheads anyway. So it's not that big of a deal if they can barely, you know, uh, get up and, you know, put on their pants in the morning because, you know, the system's just kind of on autopilot. You have, you know, functionaries taking things in the inertial direction that we've been going uh, for quite some time now. But as with many things in our dystopian globalist American empire, there's the underlying injury and then there's the insult. And the insult in this case is being represented by such utter buffoonery. You said that these guys put their pants on and just go about their daily work, but John Fetterman doesn't even put pants on. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, I hear that his wife helps him sometimes and it's usually sweatpants. But it's it's just an abomination all around. Um, but it's a public, you know, posture that's entirely in keeping with the decline of the country in many respects. And you see it exhibited, you know, in Blinken's recent trip to China. You know, we're getting the respect that we deserve, quite frankly, mm. maybe even more respect than we deserve. I, if I were the Chinese, I would have made Blinken hitchhike to the meeting. Mm. Yes. Well, they, I mean, they, they damn near did that. No red carpet. Uh, no greetings from any official Chinese party members. And then Blinken is, uh, did I just see this before the show, like groveling, saying that they don't support Taiwanese independence? And this is late stage empire stuff. Now this is us like bending the knee and kissing the ring, right? In China. <laughs> look, look at this. Look, I mean, what goon squad, what goon squad is this? This is really, I mean, what a... Pennsylvania, what the hell is going on? We're heading up to Pennsylvania today. You have Josh Shapiro there, four foot tall. John Fetterman. Uh, look, I mean, yeah, looking like the – what is John – John Fetterman looks like the truck driver who, like, got off at the wrong stop and, like, wandered into a presidential photo op. Right. Now, if we're going to service about our... to tackle him. If we can mix metaphors or uh, comedic uh, movie comparisons, there's the Dumb and Dumber, but – I always thought of him as that big, scary guy from Happy Gilmore uh, that Shooter McGavin had to hit the golf ball off of his foot. But you know, that guy had a nail in his head. <laughs> it's probably at least a standard deviation of IQ points higher than than Fort Fetterman. But as you point out, it's you know it, it's funny, but these are mentally handicapped people. But it's not our fault that they're representing us. They're putting themselves in a position to be mocked, which is the unfortunate thing when, you know, there are a lot of uh, dark and serious things uh, going on in the country. So um, they're putting themselves in that position. So I guess if they do their job, we have to do our job and treat them accordingly. So again, I like, Darren, you, you've come on the show 
the audience loves you. I don't want to talk exclusively about Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey movies with you and the metaphors that they project on our current political environment. I'd like to scratch a little bit deeper on the surface as it pertains to this Joe Biden scandal that seems to be spiraling a little out of control for a regime mm -hmm. that is used to really being able to capture and kill these things. Um, taking a couple of twists and turns that perhaps they weren't prepared for uh, with this FD-1023, uh, with these tapes and these recordings, you mm -hmm. called on the last – your last appearance on my show, you said that the Bidens ran a dime store version of the grift factory that the Clintons had and right. that the Bidens were too stupid to run it effectively and efficiently. Um, right. Do you still believe that? And do you believe that there will be any consequences? Do you foresee any electoral consequences for Joe Biden, presuming he makes it to 2024, uh, given these n new really bombshell uh, allegations? Right. Now, that's that's a great question. Um, and yes, I mean, I think this you know recent developments are entirely in keeping with my assessment earlier that the Bidens are kind of the dollar store version. And in fact, when it comes to the Clintons or the Bushes and, you know, the real, the, the, the big and kind of sophisticated um, operators, I wouldn't even call it a grift because grift doesn't just have implications as to the morality and corruption. It has implications as to the scale and the scale of what the Clintons were involved in, the scale of the Bushes, the scale of the people who really put together an architecture and an infrastructure like George Soros. They're mm -hmm. sufficiently integrated into the system that it's not kind of grifting on the side. They kind of are the system and they, you know, set the rules for how it operates. Whereas Biden is a much smaller time player. And so he operates with, you know, bribes here on the side. It, it, it really is kind of like um, the sort of unsophisticated corruption that you'd associate with third world countries or with, you know, the mob in, say, you know, Boston, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, as to whether or not it will hurt him electorally, um, again, my position hasn't changed in as much as I always interpret these scandals um, for Biden, not as kind of generalized leverage or, uh, you know, compromising material from a broad electoral perspective, but more as these are what the regime can use if they want to take Biden off the table anyway. And so if their backroom calculations, whatever machinery they have running, whatever, you know, tools um, the folks at OpenAI are, you know, giving, you know, access to the Democrats or, you know, whatever, whatever machinery they have behind the scenes to crunch the numbers, if they determine, OK, Biden's just not going to cut it. They have the narratives preceded such that they can then call their allies in the corrupt uh, regime media and say, OK, we can amplify these narratives and use them to push Biden out because we need a more viable contender in 2024. Um, that's the only circumstance in which I envisage this actually kind of being a problem for Biden uh, as a standalone matter. I think, you know, the intelligent people, you know, the people watching this, the people following, you know, the news who are patriots on the right, you know, they'll understand it. They'll be scandalized. But uh, unfortunately, we've seen time and time again in this corrupt stage of the globalist American empire, there is no um, uh, there's no vehicle uh, to implement accountability for these kinds of things yet. There's no infrastructure to really translate accountability in the way we'd want. And so my prediction would be if Biden suffers for it, it will be an intra-regime affair and part of a um, uh, part of an agenda to replace Biden with a more viable contender for 2024. Yeah, because this guy has just like got skeletons galore in every single closet right. you open up. You're getting right. tired of the school. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, they all do. They all do. And so it's just a question of who the regime wants to promote and they can take them out what they want. You know, all of these all of these guys are are dirty and compromised. I'm sure this it's the same as the case with Newsom. You know, it's just a question of are they viable? And if if Biden has you know too many Fetterman moments. 
uh, going into 2024. If it if, if, if it gets even worse, which is hard to imagine, or if some kind of thing behind the scenes is going on such that, you know, the actual power machinery wants him removed, they have the narratives in place um, to do that. To do that. They're going to use Ukraine. I wanted to ask you quickly about Ukraine because mm -hmm. you're one of the foremost experts as it comes to geopolitics and what we are actually doing there, what the hell's actually happening. Ukraine turning into a terrorist state effectively. Um, exactly the kind of state that we would fight in the global war on terror, right? Like, is, like right. if you if you were to actually lay it out on paper, like the, the these are exactly the kind of people that we would stand against. Now we're funding them. It is bewildering. Do you believe that this has anything to do with the cover up of Biden crimes inside of Ukraine? This like now uh, Philistine style control that Zelensky has in order to crush and uh, uh, silence all opposition. Uh, is that is that a simplistic take on everything? What are we missing here? Because Ukraine is right now losing, right? Like yeah. all the speaking to your control of the media, you, the, the Ukraine narrative is very bad. It's very, very bad now for the global American empire. Uh, can you give us a status update there? Yeah, um, I, I suppose, again, my my overall assessment of Biden is he's kind of a small fries guy. And so he does have corruption in relation to Ukraine. But I wouldn't necessarily go so far as to say that the whole thing is kind of covering up his stuff. Whereas I would say that Ukraine generally has been a kind of generalized it's it's a, it's a cesspool of corruption. It's a playground of corruption for the regime as such, in addition to being kind of a, a geopolitically strategic for large swaths of our uh, brain dead national security state that continue to be obsessed with Russia because, um, you know, basically Putin humiliated us in the 90s. Uh, so the, for, for those variety of reasons, Ukraine is always kind of punched above its weight and its significance and its sort of mental purchase on the real estate of uh the mental real estate of our national security folks. And yes, I mean, it's it's one of the most corrupt countries in the world, always has been. That's kind of a feature, uh, feature not a bug, uh, with respect to um, what what our regime's done. Uh, it's, it's nice from their perspective to have this corrupt playground that basically they control that's run by a bunch of, you know, just a handful of corrupt oligarchs who no doubt are getting even richer with, you know, every, you know, two, $3 billion package that we seem to be sending them, um, you know, every other week. And, you know, the people of Ukraine are, you know, not doing great either. So it's, again, it's one of these sad situations where, you know, the, the uh, regular folks on both sides, Russia and Ukraine, are dying needlessly. We're prolonging this misery, and it simply enriches the corrupt oligarchs of Ukraine and the corrupt oligarchs of the globalist American empire, and everybody else loses. Hmm. Uh, everyone loses seems to be the recent reporting here in Revolver News, your most recent article, former head of FBI J6 pipe bomb investigation. A stunning admission. I don't want any conspiracy theories. Can you unpack this quickly? This is a huge story. For those who've been following Revolver.News, we've had several enormous wins lately. But one case that we've held on to like, you know, uh, like like a pit bull onto an innocent child is the pipe bomb story, which I've always called one of the two smoking guns of the January 6th FedSurrection. We've covered this from every dimension. We've exposed how forensically the FBI presented altered uh, surveillance footage. We showed how the official story simply cannot be true along a number of dimensions. We hit this so hard and embarrassed the official narrative so hard that the public face of this resigned quietly in disgrace because he couldn't handle the question. Now, here's something remarkable, though. In his stage of retirement, he retired from the FBI to the accounting firm KPMG. He came back voluntarily, which is shocking, and presented himself before the Judiciary Committee and answered a bunch of questions on a number of sensitive issues. In fact, previously, we wrote about how he basically came forward and said the Mar-a-Lago raid, which is the basis for these indictments on Trump, was entirely illegitimate and it entirely violated protocol uh, in a number of ways. And so he's gone from that to now, even more remarkably, actually answering questions about 
the pipe bomb investigation and a number of real whoppers came out. But just for one of the most startling people need to go to revolver.news and read the whole thing. It's amazing. But just a taste of the most startling stuff. He was asked whether the FBI used geofencing technology to identify this pipe bomb suspect presented in the surveillance footage. And we know as for a fact that the feds have been using this geofencing to identify uh, indict, charge um, January 6th uh, protesters in a variety of other contexts. Now, this is a slam dunk because we have a surveillance footage of this particular person in a particular place at a particular time, and it's the only person there. It's like the easiest layup you can imagine for geofencing. And he says, yes, we did actually try to geofence, try to find this person out, but the telecom company came back and said, for whatever reason, the data for this place and time was corrupted. <laughs> he acknowledged that this is severely unusual and he had no explanation for it. And that is so strange, but then followed up by saying, now let's not get into any conspiracy theories, right? It's like, Dude. what's another explanation? This doesn't happen. Didn't happen in any other case. And yet for this specific place and time, it, you know, the dog ate the geofencing data effect. Maybe the same dog that ate the Epstein tapes. Maybe the same dog that ate the tapes that would have shown the person number two in the Oklahoma City bombing. We have, mm. you know, the, there's a dog somewhere in government that just loves a particular type of surveillance footage. And maybe this dog got to the geofencing before the meticulous professionals at Stephen D'Antuono's FBI were able to or maybe it was a corrupt hoax, as Revolver News has exposed from every angle imaginable. The Stephen D'Antono redemption arc is really <laughs> something fascinating. And I want to actually book you to come back and talk about that because you've described yeah. that man to us many times. And he seems to be going through a very fascinating redemption arc. I hope you write on that. And I hope we can like uncover a little bit more. What an interesting and fascinating case. More importantly, um, we think we do have a potential photo. This is breaking news of the uh, the guy that the FBI used to plant the pipe bombs uh, here. This is breaking. Um, <laughs> this is uh, maybe the. this might be the I man. Thought that was Fetterman. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. That, that you can see the nail in the head. Right. <laughs> this is a perfect, perfect. The, the great call. This is a great call. And we hope that it spawns many, many memes. Uh, and um, we thank you. Uh, uh, Indeed, you heard it here first. Obviously, your illumination on on both of these matters, uh, both hysterical and kind of sad. Uh, Darren, thank you so much for joining the program. Everyone go to Revolver News, sign up, become a member. Place is based. That's the front page right now. And of course, follow Darren Beatty on Twitter.com. There thank he you. is. All right. Thanks, Darren. Thank you. Oh man, what a what a what a fantastic interview. Darren Beatty's hilarious, man. Darren Beatty's hilarious. Just in case you missed it, this is what we were talking about. We were talking about the guy with the nail in his head from Happy Gilmore and how that guy reminds us of John Fetterman. So we have this guy here, and then we have this photo of John Fetterman, and then we'll have this clip clip of John Fetterman. We'll be happy to play for you. See if you can see if you can see the similarities between the way that, that the guy, the construction worker with the nail in his head, acts inside of the Happy Gilmore comedy, Adam Sandler comedy, uh, and this clip. And now I'm standing next to the president again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here. And he is here to commit to work with the, the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the inflation uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this, all across the America getting rebuilt. Do you hear that, America? Did you hear that, America? Joe Biden's committed to infrastructure and infric. Okay, so rest assured at night that we are committed to infrastructure. Structure. Okay. 
Now we're going to go and get on a little plane and we're going to have, again, let's put up the uh, Vivic uh, uh, promo here. We're going to go to Pennsylvania tonight. We're going to be with Vivek. Vivek tomorrow. We're going to be with Vivek tomorrow. We're going to have a town hall with him. I'm going to moderate it. I think Vivek is based. I think he's uh, he's young. He's young. Dude, well, how old is he? He's like, can he even be president? Like, Yeah, I think he had to be 35 to be president. Vivek is young. He's got a great career ahead of him. He's polling like better than Nikki Haley and Mike Pence in the Republican field right now. He's like number he's like a solid number three right now in the Republican field. And he's the only guy who showed up for Trump during the arraignment last week in Miami. Vivek is 37 years old. Same age as your boy. So we are going to be chilling with him. We're going to be doing some documentary work. We're going to be doing some man on the street work. We're going to have a bunch of clips of John Fetterman lined up on an iPad. And we're going we're gonna to ask people from Pennsylvania to maybe um, translate for us what John Fetterman has to say. And you can join us uh, tomorrow night. It'll be great. It'll be fun. We're going to be there. IRL. What else do you hear from me? IRL. Every single day. The verse of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Because if we don't have any good news to give you, then at least we can give you the good news. From Psalms 138. The Lord will fulfill his purpose in me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Don't forsake us, Lord, please. Says an American dad on Father's Day. I got kids to raise here, man. Don't forsake the work of your hand. You've done a great work in this nation. You protected us through more dire times than we're living through right now. That's a that's a fact. That's a fact. These world wars, these civil wars, the Revolutionary War, America's seen some tough times, seen some tough stuff, and God's gotten us through all of it. So set your heart on a true path. Stand upright. Be upright. And march forward, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to win. We're going to win. It's your boy, Benny. This is The Benny Show. See ya.